Well, it's funny. This just this week, as we're preparing for this fish story, I was flipping through a news app that I have that has articles and news stories from all over the country <coughs> and all different types of sources. And uh, it's a great and depressing <coughs> way to start your day, uh, looking at news from across the land. Uh, but this was interesting, and it caught my eye because of the source and the location of the story. The source was the L.A. Times, which is far away from here. And the story location was Ocean City, Maryland. So the L.A. Times had a story about Ocean City. I love Ocean City, so I clicked on it. And it happens to be about our world-famous white marlin fishing contest, uh, which the Hocksteads are very familiar with. Did Mike win a million dollars this year? Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, the, uh, the story was about the white marlin contest. And just this week, they had decided to pay all the winners. Now that sounds strange, because where are we? The end of October, and the fishing tournament was back in the beginning of August, or, or whatever, back in the summer. But what happens is, because we're all so used to fish stories, right? Um, they have to verify that all these winners are actually winners that follow the rules. Because you go out in your boat, and there are some particular times and, and places that you need to fish. And then when you bring them in, you know, they're, they're, they have to be able to verify in some way. One of the ways they verify is if you're a winner of $50,000 or more, you're subject to a lie detector test. A lie detector test. So, anyway, and what happened was last <coughs> year, the big winner failed his lie detector test. And there was a big controversy. They went to court, and so far... The 2016 winner has not earned his millions of dollars worth of prizes, two and a half million or whatever he earned. What's that? He lost. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he lost, he lost and, and can't get the money. And he lost. He, he sued, but lost that suit as well. Um, and so now in 2017, here we go again. Um, and not the grand prize winner, but somebody else failed their initial detector. But now they've all passed, and everybody's going to be paid. But the point of this article was, uh, the director of the tournament said, um, we are determined, we're going to pay them out, pay all the winners this year, we're determined to protect the integrity of the tournament. To protect the integrity of the tournament. Uh, the largest fishing, built bill fish tournament in the world. Because you see here, one year, one year of not paying out is being cautious and fair to everybody, but if you have two years in a row, it's almost like you're starting to have some scandals. Scandals. So that is the issue of this fishing story right here in our backyard in Ocean City. That scandal leads us into this fishing story from the Gospel of Matthew, and that issue here is a temple tax, Matthew's Gospel tells us. And so some of the leaders of the temple have evidently come to Peter. They want to know, hey, what about your leader? You know, does he pay this temple tax? And this temple tax was a once-a-year deal uh, to help upkeep of the, of the temple. Um, and uh, Peter uh, looks at the authorities and he says, well, yes, yes, he does. Um, 
And when they came into the house, Jesus spoke to Peter first, like one-on-one, you know, away from everybody else. And uh, he says, well, what do you think, son? Uh, from whom do earthly kings collect taxes? From their children or from strangers? And Peter, of course, said, well, from strangers. The prince and princesses don't pay taxes to, uh, to their family in, in, in royal, the royal sense. So Jesus said, well, then the children don't have to pay. Uh, but... And, and so what he was saying is, you know, I don't have to pay a tax to the temple. This is my father's house. I don't have to pay a tax. However, uh, to avoid offending them, go um, on out to the lake and drop a hook in the lake. And when you do, pull up the fish. First fish you catch is going to have a coin. It's going to have a coin. And so... What a wonderful way to be able to pay our taxes, right? Um, and so that's what Jesus does. So it's interesting here uh, that this word, and we'll get to it in a moment again, uh, to offend or not to offend, uh, to give offense to, is, is the same word that we use in English for scandal. Uh, it's scandal, scandalizo. Scandalizo is the Greek word. So to avoid scandal. Go ahead, go down there to the shore, drop the book in, and even though we don't have to, even though I don't have to, uh, let's go ahead and do it to avoid the scandal. And then I love the last line of this. He says, take it and pay the tax for both of them. So Rick, go get some money, pay it for us, forget everybody else. Just pay our, pay our, pay our share the way you know, I, I look at that and kind of just chuckle and laugh. I know that's not what he to avoid offense. Now, of all the stories in this yikes, um, witches, giants, and fallen angels, magic sticks, uh, talking donkeys, um, this is the one that I have the most problem with in terms of happening today. And not because I don't believe in the power of Jesus sending us out fishing, uh, but I, it wouldn't work for this for us. Because the first thing that would happen is we went down to the shore, the game board would want money from us for a fishing license, right? So there goes the profit for our, our taxes. The second thing is if we found a valuable fish like this, we'd have to pay taxes on that, right? So, I mean, this is just a, this is a, a story that's way out there for us. It's a big fish story. And I'm not sure, you know, how it happened other than the power of God or, or what exactly all the different uh, mechanics of, of Peter's fishing ability, but whatever the case may be, uh, Jesus uses this story, uh, I think, to, pick, uh, to teach us maybe a bigger lesson than, than whether or how to pay uh, these taxes. And it's centered around that word, scandalizo, uh, to give offense to. Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem. These are his final teachings. Some would say, that final teachings are the most important, especially since his audience, his original audience, that's walking with Jesus, they're taking all these in orally. And in an oral society, in an oral learning, it's first and the last, and especially the last things that you remember the most. And so this is opening up a line of teaching going forward as Jesus is making his way to the cross for us, for you and I. And he's doing some final teaching with his disciples. And I would say, I would agree with those that say some of his most important teachings. And he kind of um, sets the tone here with this fish story. 
uh, in terms of a, a very important lesson that is going to get further into chapter 18. This story paves the way for teaching about not scandalizing the message. Not scandalizing the message. Or not losing the message in the midst of creating or furthering a scandal. It's probably a better way to think of it. The message is Jesus is going to die on the cross for our sin. Jesus is going to make his way to Jerusalem um, to make us right with God. That's the message. That's the gospel. Um, and so he's saying, let's not get lost in all the other little details that may or may not lead to a scandal. And so, you know, if we've got to pay a tax, in other words, just pay it. We don't really have to pay it, uh, but pay it so we don't get distracted by that fight. Now, interesting enough, later on, uh, when the temple's destroyed, and when a lot of this, a lot of the new Christians are hearing this story, um, the Romans are asking for this same tax uh, to a pagan temple. And so, just imagine yourself as an early Christian here and being required to pay a tax to the pagans, and 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 how you would hear this story. Well, you know, let's stay out of jail and let's pay this tax to this pagan temple. In other words, that might be the way you would hear that in the first century as a Christian. But going forward, in the, even into chapter 18, uh, we're going to hear this word, scandalizo, uh, multiple times. Don't give offense. Don't give offense. That's going to lead to a scandal. That's going to distract people from the message. Don't get in a fight with one another, especially one another, especially from within, um, when the message is the cross. And so we see that played out here in the very next verses. Um, the disciples... Jesus is on his way to die for us. The disciples are arguing about who's the greatest. Who's the greatest? Rick or I? Melissa, who do you like better? Rick or I? I don't know why I'm picking on Rick, but he's just sitting right, right there. Uh, I mean, they're arguing right in front of Jesus. And then Jesus tells the story about um, you know, humbling yourself. Humbling yourself. Uh, as forever, whoever causes these little, and he uses children. He brings children up, up front. He brings People like Braden and Marley and Logan up front. He uses them as like these kids. And in fact, when you're fighting like this, you're creating stumbling blocks for others. When you're fighting from within, you're creating stumbling blocks. And so, and that's the same word that we use in the fish story, the scandalizer. Then he goes on and, and uh, talks about tripping and falling. Same word, stumbling block, tripping and falling, and uh, giving offense to you, giving one lesson after another in terms of of these, of these items, trying to keep them focused on the message, the gospel, which is the cross. And so I think it's a great, uh, it's a great reminder to us um, that we need to keep focused on the main thing. Now that, let's just pause for one moment and then I'll give a, an example before we close this up. Let's just pause and not get confused. Jesus is not saying anything goes. You know, you know, anything that anybody says or does, it's okay. Just remind them about the cross. No, it's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is not instructing his disciples not to get into any kind of, you know, back and forth. In fact, most, if not all, the disciples are going to be martyred. I mean, they're going to die for the cause. Uh, but he's saying, just don't get caught up in the little fights. It don't mean anything. And if you can stay out of those little fights... Stay focused on you know, the truth of the religion, of, of Christianity. So let's not get confused by that. So how does that play out in our life today? 
in terms of, of not giving offense, not scandalizing, not getting distracted, not getting being a stumbling block to others in their faith. Well, we can probably think of lots of different ways that you and I could attempt to be peacemakers or to stay out of trouble along the way, but I'll just use a simple example maybe that, that might be helpful. It was also related in chapter 18. There's this great place in chapter 18 where we're talking about forgiveness and forgiveness of sin. And uh, I, I, I chuckle because this has actually happened to me before, where you'll have two people arguing about, um, you know, maybe I'll just use, uh, I'll, I'll get off the rip. Uh, Ron and Carol are arguing with each other. That's unusual because they love each other. <coughs> and Ron comes to me and says, uh, I, I think it's very important that we all go to the priest to ask for forgiveness. Confession. So we're coming from that, that kind of tradition. Where we, it's very important and, and difficult that we go and we confess our sins. And then Carol says, oh, no, no, that's, that's blasphemy. We, all all we have to do is go directly to God and ask for forgiveness. And so they'll say, Pastor John, you know, who's right? All right? And so I could certainly give my opinion about what I think, and it might surprise you what I think. Uh, but number one is I don't want to hear everybody's confessions every day. <laughs> but I do see the value in confessing my sins to someone or somebody else. That's probably one thing I would say. But I wouldn't get involved in their argument because it's not, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we, we believe that Jesus died on the cross for us. And what I would say to them is, I, I don't know what, what's better, to go to the priest or go straight to God, but what I do know is that you are trying to triangulate me which, and bring me into your fight, which is, is something that I'm angry about and I have to forgive you about. And the Bible says I don't have to forgive you about it one time, but i got to forgive you 70 times, 7 times. Uh, and that's what I know the Bible says about forgiveness. Is I got to forgive you over and over again for bringing me into your fights. <laughs> um, and it's interesting in that story, and that's very familiar. Jesus uses um, that same word scandalizingly uh, when he's talking about, you know, when Peter asked Jesus, "How many times should I forgive?" And when that plays out, he, he says, talks about not being stumbling block. Not just seven times, but rather 77 times uh, forgiving one another. And so I just think it's a great, great story to remind us of that. Uh, again, we do have uh, truths that we hold dear to us, and that you know, we, we believe that Jesus died for us in the cross is, is the major one, but there's some others that we need to defend and speak up for, especially in settings like, uh, I'll say something nice about Rick. Rick right now is doing a Sunday school class at Grace on you know, biblical truths. So in that kind of setting, Rick can push back and vice versa because it's in a trusting room um, and he can speak up for, for things and that, that sort of thing and, and draw people to the biblical answer. That's important. The creed that we say together and we're going to say in a moment, those are all truths that have been passed down to us that are biblical, that we believe. And we can defend those. But what I'm talking about is out on the street, in the parking lot, at work, not getting into every little fight and argument about, you know, what we believe and what we don't believe, which could cause offense or stumbling blocks for people that otherwise might be interested in the gospel and the main message, and that is Jesus died for them too, not just for us. By the grace of God, 
simple truths that sometimes get lost because they're fighting and causing offense to one another about so many things that probably aren't a big deal So take this dish story from the Gospel of Matthew and this great discussion between Peter and Jesus and apply it to your life in all aspects in terms of trying to be Staying out of trouble and staying out of arguments that are senseless or useless or that will never be solved, or that you're not a stumbling block, especially in your faith life, you might have an opportunity to share the good news that it might be missed if you're going in fighting with all around the place. That would be something that I hope you learn from this. Amen? Let us pray. Gracious God, we're thankful for this time together. This opportunity to look at this passage, uh, this fish story, the miraculous paying of the taxes, uh, not just because it's fun and a cool story, uh, but also that it teaches us a little bit about the way Jesus feels about um, not giving offense to others in order that the message doesn't get lost. Help us to discern and understand the difference between defending the faith, and standing up for what we believe, and instructing others in biblical truth. Um, holding all that up and against um, just trying to enter into a fight and help us to avoid the latter in order that the gospel doesn't get lost in the spaces. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as we get ready to prepare for our offering and our closing song, anybody have, a, anybody have any statement or question about this? Passage, description, or comment about how it is you stay out of scandals and fights. How's your class going, Rick? Hey, it's going great. It's going great. Uh, a lot of discussion and interest in looking at topics. How do you handle if somebody's uh, way out, way out in left field or right field? Have you had any of that? I got the point. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they tricked it. 